Hey there, I'm Gerda Bunduchi, your personal branding coach. You're listening to an episode of Sparkling Visibility where you're going to find out the fastest way to a memorable personal brand is complete clarity and acceptance of your value. These episodes are excerpts of my private community where we're finding out that the self and self-promotion is no longer a fake mask to wear in fearful hope of getting what we want. Rather, it's an invitation to allow uniqueness to take the wheel of our message. You can follow along in the podcast by listening to episodes and doing the assignments, or check out the description to see if the community is the right fit for you. Enjoy! Uh, welcome to Sparkle Saturday. This is going to be a little bit different than usual. My first question is, dun, 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 what was it like to introduce yourselves just now? Because it's a private community, you can't hear exactly what everybody said. So let me summarize. We had some folks who felt really awkward introducing themselves because they didn't know what part of themselves to introduce. And we had some folks that have a lot of great memories from connections they're grateful for today that started with introductions. So they were really comfortable introducing themselves. Beautiful. And I love how we have different um, perspectives uh, as to how we introduce ourselves because it's still all the same, surprisingly. This is going to sound weird, but... I serve people who either overshare or under uh, share or hide, right? So in this case, the reason why Rayan and I work together, if you don't mind me putting you on the spotlight, Rayan, was um, because of the symptoms of overdoing or oversharing. These magical things where we have the symptoms or like the outcomes of hiding or oversharing is what we've been talking about for the past month. I encourage you. I beg of you. Do not feel guilty if you haven't been listening to all of the Sparkle Saturdays of this month. That's not how this works. The way this community works is whatever you hear from me is exactly what you need in this moment. And if you need more, you can always reach out to me privately. Throughout the rest of this recording, I referenced past teachings. For you, it would be past episodes. So just a quick summary to get you up to speed if you haven't listened to them. We talked about the gunk around today's visibility and influencer culture. We talked about the myth of arrival, how we think getting ease in being visible as our true selves is going to give us everything. And yet we're not comfortable saying what those things that we want are which led us to talking about being a helpable person, someone that is vulnerable and is ready and eager to be helped. And then finally, pulling all of that together, why we don't fulfill the habits or create the habits that we say we want to have just because of those helpable moments. Um, okay, so the reason why uh, we covered all of this is really, really, really connected to what you guys were talking about, about how comfortable you are with introducing yourselves. 
It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. But this is the foundation. A lot of other personal branding coaches will say, hey, just get out there. Just get out there and see, right? What I've found is setting up our understanding of gunk, understanding what factors there are, understanding our goals, understanding what we think about help, and understanding how we build habits is so important to what's going to be happening for the rest of March. In March, I'm going to be focusing on actual hands-on exercises to help you really understand who you're introducing yourself to. Who do you want to introduce yourself to? And what is it that you want to gain from any connection you make in order to get the most opportunity out of things? How do you think... Others seeing you as worthy of help will affect how you introduce yourself. Do you think it would hurt you if you looked vulnerable or weak to people as you introduced yourself? I'm hearing that actually looking like a helpable person or a vulnerable person does not help you in self-promotion. It does not help you to promote yourself. However, may I please remind the both of you, my lovely, lovely, lovely clients that I've known for more than a year now, how vulnerable I come off as on a regular basis. Every time I would tell you that, oh, I have to reschedule or oops, I messed up a meeting of hours or oh, I forgot to send you the link. We had a juicy conversation about this where everybody did agree that yeah, I have made mistakes and I have owned up to them, but that was the signifier. I owned up to what was reality, right? And here's the thing, in ourselves, when we think about the people that we really respect and the people who are just really realistic, they get things done, they admit their vulnerabilities. We don't see it as vulnerability when it comes from them. Hmm, interesting. Allah, 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 Allah. So good. Oh, this is it. Okay, so this is the bomb that I'm going to drop on you guys today. This is the teaching of the day. What we have as a belief about getting attention and getting respect is that we have to put on a mask. Why? Because we ourselves are uncomfortable. And when I say we, I mean me, you, any client that I serve. Because clients get attracted to me because we are similar in this way. We have something called imposter syndrome. We have a fear that our vision isn't good enough or our actions isn't good enough because other people can't understand because we are excellent seekers, because we want to create impact, you guys have to remember that that is not common. It's not common in other people. So when we talk about, hey, I have this huge vision that I want to see through, and I want to make sure that every detail is accurate and based on data and based on facts, 
or at least that if it's not based on data, I can live up to the plan, even if we don't know if it's possible or not. That magical uniqueness about you is exactly what will kind of hurt you, unfortunately. Because we're so exposed to today's social media, where a lot of people, uh, I'm going to say it just the same way I think it, they talk out of their butts a lot of the time. They talk without fact, they talk without empathy, they talk without making sure of things, not because they're bad people, not because they're wrong, but because it gets engagement. Not only does it get engagement, they get rewarded for it. So why would they stop if that's the way the world works, right? You guys have any thoughts about that before I continue? There were indeed thoughts. There were indeed thoughts where they agreed. They recognize that culture that they're surrounded by and they want to set themselves apart. They don't want to be like those people, especially because of all the work they do. These are folks that really put their heart and soul into the details of excellence and getting their things done. Of course, they don't want to be a part of that culture, the culture where only engagement and attention is seen as a currency instead of the reality of what hard work and true impact can be. Right? Well. Beautiful, beautiful addition. I totally, totally agree. But let me contradict you in a loving way. The reality is that we are contributing to this culture because we are accepting our fake mask. We're, we're, at, we're joining them when we aren't vulnerable or when we're uncomfortable with looking helpable. I'm okay if you disagree with this because it leads me to the next point. So the core takeaway about everything I teach when it comes to actually promoting yourself is the connection you make with people. The connection you make with your potential employers, with investors, with uh, anybody, colleagues, people you manage, your managers, all of those connections are based on potential, right? What do I mean by that? Meaning when you approach any of these people that you happen to have in mind, you are inviting them to collaborate with you and create a new reality. That's why you're so attracted to creating impact. That's why you have that strong vision. It's not so that you can do it alone because that's impossible. What it is, is you connecting with the right people who can help you bring your vision to life. And it's difficult to think about this because it's so secretive. What we've learned about managers and great leaders is that they don't need help. Where did this come from? Where did this rescue mindset come from? It's not based on reality. Every single great leader, like spectacular leader, whenever I read any of their interviews or whenever I listen to them on podcasts and stuff, they are so incredibly humble and they know that they couldn't do anything without the right people that they invested their time in because then a new reality is created from that collaboration. So the last thing, the easiest thing is now... According to this, if I happen to be right, 
being helpable, being vulnerable is a way to approach carefully, not by telling people that, oh, I'm desperate and I really need your help, but it's a mindset where you're going to the people that you want to connect with because they can help co-create with you, because you want to bring them in and come off as attractive. And the reality is, is we are attracted to things we can build with brands, with people. So if you think about any of the awesomest brands that come to mind, let's take Nike. So when Nike comes in, they show a product and they show a lifestyle. They don't just say, hey, this is our product, this is our lifestyle, you're going to feel really good about yourself if you buy this. It's like, if you happen to be someone who just does it, and just does it every day to your fullest potential, come create this reality with us where we will have a world in which there are people who come and create the just do it culture. If they did say, hey, here's our product, buy it, it would look so different. Um, it's something that happens like in the back of people's minds. When they see an advertisement, when we see an advertisement, we're not thinking about, oh, okay, I should buy it because the company wants me to buy it. In our minds, as the viewer, we think, I'm creating the world through my life, through purchasing this product with this brand. Not for this brand. I'm not buying it as a charity for this brand. I'm buying it to create something with this brand. For the upcoming three weeks, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be really looking deeply at just one, um, what I call a persona, someone in the audience that we're getting ready to co-create with, someone who will make our lives easier if they did what we wanted them to do, someone that we want to influence. So my question to you guys is, do you have a person like that in mind from now? Someone that you want to influence, someone that you want to promote yourself to? My dearest listener, they did indeed have ideas. Ugh, I wish you were a part of this conversation. All right. So if I was to summarize it, what ended up happening was each person did say the first type of person that came to mind, their manager their client. Cool. That makes sense. Those authority figures. And then when they were talking, while they were expanding on their need to influence this person, they were actually talking about who they wanted to impact through influencing this person. They wanted to reach audiences. They wanted to reach the consumers that would benefit from their end product. They wanted to change the world. We've been talking about this for a lot, but it's really significant. It's really significant. And what we found out was as they were overwhelmed by all the people that they actually want to touch through their work, they end up garbling or fuzzying their true person that they're actually supposed to influence, which is very simply their client and their manager. So after some digging and after some discussing, we realized that no wonder they fuzz it up. The responsibility and the weight of all the people that they want to affect positively is overwhelming. And 
They keep getting distracted every time they think about the one person they need to influence, being their manager, being clients, being potential clients. Then they just don't do it because, in the back of their minds, they have everybody else that they have to worry about. Once we clarified who their actual focus of influence was, a great question came up. The question was. How do I know that I'm starting with the right person? It needs to be the perfect person, right? Because you just said that I'm saying one person, but I'm thinking about all these other people. And if I have to influence all these people, where do I start? Awesome questions. Here's what I said. Definitely. Okay. So first of all, it's a mode of discovery, right? You'll never know before you start discovering and you start eliminating options what the actual problem is. The actual problem might be like for me, for example. I've been thinking that this community was something that was weighing on me, but actually, it turns out for the past month, I've only had four hours of sleep a night. So then I realize that oh. It's my sleeping issues that are causing me to be irritable and causing me to feel this urgency, right? So it's a mode of discovery. That's number one. Number two, how do you know which one to focus on? That's a great, great question. You can't go wrong. You just choose one. And what I suggest is choosing the one that you think of the most often, or you have the most、um, connection with. It's like a wire tingle. You know when your wires get tangled. And or your headphones get tangled back if you had wired headphones. What do you do first? You go to the biggest knot, or you go to any knot. And then when you try to undo that knot, you realize that oh, there's a bigger one that's stopping this. So then you move from that knot to the bigger knot, right? You can't do this wrong. That's the secret. That's the wild secret for you. For anybody who's listening to this. You cannot choose incorrectly at first. It's impossible. So as you go on through this week, the exploration is: What type of people do you have in your life? Do you got managers, stakeholders, clients, investors, potential clients, audiences?、Um, who else would there be? There would be viewers,、uh, listeners, family. Coworkers, annoying coworkers versus coworkers that give you energy. Hmm. So many different type of people that you want to influence to do what will fit in your vision. It seems overwhelming, but I promise you, it won't. I have worked with about fifty clients in the past two years,、uh, very intimately with the program, not the community. And I assure you, I have never had anybody who had more than four types. There was one person that had six types, but then we realized that there were only three of them that mattered. You can't go wrong. Pick a type, and I'll see you here next week, so we can get into our hands-on self-promotion first step. I'm so excited for your exploration of this week's concept. However, I'll never know about it. Please help me with my curiosity and leave a review about your experience. Bonus: It helps people find the podcast and benefit from it as well. 
If you found yourself throughout this episode wanting to ask more questions, wanting to contradict me, mm, I love contradiction, wanting to add to it, wanting to hear other people's thoughts on it, you might be ready to join the community yourself. You can explore more at krab.com forward slash community. That is k-h-a-y-r-a-b dot com forward slash community. See you next week.